Hello and welcome to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. In these podcasts, you will be guided through a poem and pulled into the heart and mind of the poet. In this episode, Pat Boren speaks about his poetry film, Out of the Blue. The film Out of the Blue was originally commissioned by the Fingal Poetry Festival in 2022 and it premiered at the opening of the festival. You can watch the full film on Pat's website, patboren.com. My name is Pat Boren. I'm a poet, a publisher and a short filmmaker. Out of the Blue Out of a night as blue and quiet as this. Some charge in the air, the sea and sky as one. First the tips of their sails, their towering masts, then the rippling progress of their dark and heavy oars through shallow water. Out of myth and into history they came. With each step the lace of tide, torn and remade. The damp sand crunching underfoot. Gulls screeching. Brent geese taken to the wing to spread the news. A perfect arrow loosed into the air. Often I pause here to imagine them, the ones who first made landfall on this coast, the mist lifting, threads of smoke over scattered settlements, glimpses of lives so like the ones they'd left. And who knows for sure what brought them, what forced them out of home and over the waves, the dark and the fair-haired, the fierce and the frightened. Who knows what they felt when ours were the mystical islands rising into view. But if we too were lost, uprooted, maddened by failure of crops, by murder and malice and threat, were we to be cast out onto the tide by hunger and need. No matter our creed, we too might think of this coastline, these sandbars and mud flats, each cliff face and inlet and cove, as the gods' own reward. And hearts are, maybe, we'd step ashore here to start our lives over and to hear in the still of the night under blanketing starlight the restless turning 
of oars. So the, the end of the poem ends with that, the restless turning of oars. You know, in my mind, that's the long ships coming in and that, that long rhythm uh, that, that is then let go of as, as the, the momentum is sufficiently built and the boat comes in and finds its resting point in the shallow water where the sand and the water find that balance. Um, so that, that point of arrival at the end of the poem is also echoing back to the opening of the poem, which is out of the blue, out of a night as blue and quiet as this. And in the film, I was lucky because I was down on the beach one day and there was this incredible blue sky and I just got my hands on a drone, which I'd never flown before. And I put it straight up in the air and I just, I knew this is going to, this is my kind of opening moment, this colour. It was like a canvas of blue. And that blue is the moment, you know, you get an idea out of the blue. I got the idea out of the blue for the start of the poem. And then it was also telling me that it was out of the blue, out of the sea. I thought, what come out of the sea? Well, of course, that's how for hundreds or thousands of years, that's how otherness was encountered. It came to one from out of the blue, out of the sea. I don't even know is that the origin of the phrase? But I was thinking out of the sky, the idea came out of the sky. So it was literally all there in front of me, all the parts. And that's what I mean by the looping, um, that one feeds into the other. And Seamus Heaney has this great line, I often I often quote it, that it's, it's no denigration of a poem to say that it resists its audience for a time. In other words, you don't have to get it the first time. And that includes the poet that you don't always know what you're saying until you've said it. And even then, a lot of poets don't know what they've said. Because when you go back to it, you often see things afterwards that are more than you put into them. One of my sons had said to me a few years ago that we were never out on Ireland's Eye. And we went to get the boat to Ireland's Eye and there are two little ferries that go out. And we got the wrong one. So we got the one that didn't land on the island, but went around the island. And that proved to be the key. It, it, was, it was like a really fortuitous accident. I had the camera with me and we were sitting on the boat and chuk, 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 chuk. And it was a lovely quiet day and it was sunny and it was warm. But when we got out to the Martello Tower at the island, to come around the back of the island, as I would think of it, from here, from this land lubber perspective it suddenly got very misty and very cold and all the the guillemots and everything else that we expected to see just became these um very vague calligraphic um presences in in the fog and all you could do was hear them and hear the water tapping on the boat so we were suddenly in a very different time zone than the one we had just left, which was a high summer, a dad and his kid out for ice cream. We were in a very different place, slightly spooky place. And then we came back in towards the harbour and all the figures in the harbour who are in that, there's a little shot in the film of the poem or the poem of the film. There's a little shot of these um, uh, characters in 
in profile, looking like characters in a in a Lowry drawing, you know. Um, and again, that seemed to me to be out of time. We could have been any seafarers coming in to this area or now this safe harbour, as it is, um, but coming into this area and seeing it for the first time. You know, because even though it's a coming and going, it's a very short one. It only takes about an hour, but you can go, you can go miles away. You can go centuries away in an hour if you know what you're looking for and then come back in. They were all the parts. I had all the parts then. At that stage, I wrote the poem and I wrote it really fast. The, The process then is, is kind of cutting and pasting, a lot of cutting and pasting, um, to get the poem to be acceptable in the sense that it feels like it's it's a unit and it's evolving, but that it doesn't overinterpret the images and the images don't overinterpret it. And at one stage I had a piece of music that I was making myself, but right at the almost the last moment I thought, no, it's 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 not quite there, it's something else. So I changed it. And by changing it then, that tweaked some of the the rhythms and some of the reveals and that was new enough for me to 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 get me to finish it you know you know it, i i i don't want to make it sound like this is you know a really um strange thing i think we all we all know this process but when artists talk about it it either puts us off or or it turns it into something kind of sacred for me as a, as a as a writer as as someone who writes mostly poems this kind of process leads to a different kind of poem, mm. very much so. And I think once I embrace that, I always learn something out of it. Mm. And and some of the poems afterwards, you know, if you take away the the the, the, the images and you take away the music, um, they're definitely different. They don't sound like the person that I think I sound like in in other ways in in other work. Mm. So the variables are are great. You know, if you're if you're taking photographs or making short films, you're at the mercy of the light. If you're like me, you're mostly outdoors. You don't have a budget. There's no actors. I don't have a sound person. I don't I don't have anything. It's just me with a small camera or a phone. So it, it's it's it, whatever is there is what you get, and that limitation is great. It gets me going back again because I missed it today. I'll go back tomorrow. And I might go a hundred times to the beach before I get the little thing that I thought I would get on day one. So, you know, you can't hurry love. (laughs) Out of the blue. Out of a Night as blue and quiet as this. Some charge in the air, the sea and sky as one. First the tips of their sails, their towering masts, then the rippling progress of their dark and heavy oars through shallow water. Out of myth and into history they came. With each step the lace of tide, torn 
and remade. The damp sand crunching underfoot. Gulls screeching. Brent geese taken to the wing to spread the news. A perfect arrow loosed into the air. Often I pause here to imagine them. The ones who first made landfall on this coast. The mist lifting. Threads of smoke over scattered settlements. Glimpses of lives so like the ones they'd left. And who knows for sure what brought them. What forced them out of home and over the waves. The dark and the fair-haired. The fierce and the frightened. Who knows what they felt when ours were the mystical islands rising into view. But if we too were lost, uprooted, maddened by failure of crops, by murder and malice and threat, were we to be cast out onto the tide by hunger and need, no matter our creed, we too might think of this coastline, these sandbars and mud flats, each cliff face and inlet and cove, as the gods' own reward. And heartsore, maybe, we'd step ashore here to start our lives over. And to hear, in the still of the night, under blanketing starlight, the restless turning of oars. Thank you for listening to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word. Send a message in a bottle, tell your friends down the pub, or write to us on Twitter at Fingal Poetry. In fact, we would love it if you wrote a tweet-sized poem about how much you love the podcast and the Fingal Poetry Festival. The Fingal Poetry Festival takes place in North County Dublin every September. And to find out more about the festival and to purchase tickets, please visit FingalPoetryFestival.com. Kindly supported by the Arts Council, Fingal County Council, Fingal Libraries, Forest Nagelga, RTE Supporting the Arts, Lara Poshti Erin, Laureate Nanog and Poetry Ireland. <laughs>